The following program was pre-recorded at an earlier time, is not live, and therefore the hosts of the program are unable to take your phone calls. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, the show opens up with a liner from the wrong time. Isn't that fantastic? We are indeed live. Hold on. Let me pinch myself. Ow. Let's not be so stupid. Ow. Yep, I'm still here. What a liner. That guy's not here today. Who who said that? Anyway, uh, here's what's coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day. You get right back into it. Uh, Also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, except the truth of the matter is I love sound effects. They're tons of fun. And if you don't like sound effects, then you won't enjoy as many things on the show as I do. I'm sorry for you. Also, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, the way things are going. Four, three, it works for me. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use. Probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Probably should not do that. Let's be doers and not hearers. Let's be people that occupy until he comes. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Well, it's not because of the humor. I can tell you that. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds, and yes, we are live, so get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Hey, if you want evidence of that, we have a liner for you as the show begins that says the show's not live. That proves it. Okay? We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. Eh, we don't care. For the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Going through the process of seeing that the Lord does really great things, but then wondering in the back of your mind, is something really weird coming? You just have this kind of anticipation sometimes. We're actually going to talk about that in the very first teaching segments. That ought to be a lot of fun. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want to have it die of loneliness. We want it to have a place where you can share. Now, of course, you know this is not a kvetch fest, not a place just to complain. And if you have a point of view and it's different than ours, we don't dislike you, but we're just asking you, look, if you got your point of view, that's cool. Let's share with one another. Let's be nice to one another, but let's not say this is my Christianity. You will do it the way I say. We don't buy into that kind of mentality at all. You have to answer before God, not before what any other person tells you, except for between you and the Lord, first and foremost. If you don't understand that, read Romans chapter 14 and 15, but read it more than once because that would help. Here's the bottom line. If you want to share a praise report or a prayer request, if you have in your heart this desire, oh, I just 
just want to share this. This thing happened. It's really cool. Or, oh, I was wondering about this. What do you think here? And this and that, whatever. Fantastic. Let's do it. Just call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, Captain Chris answers the phone. For you, it's like eating a cupcake. Maybe not as much for him, but for you it is. Here's the bottom line. You will be... Come on, that made you laugh. <laughs> Come That's on, you're, you're already having fun this afternoon. That's my job is to for all of us to move forward. Uh, you can text us at 214-210-8483. I would say these numbers in a different language, but I can't. Okay, so 214-210-8483. I could, but it would come off really terrible. Text 214-210-8483. You can email david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. That's not Mr. Peanut. That's david at hemustincrease.org. We're also going to send you to the website like we always do. Sending you to the website has a couple of different values. One on the website itself at the top right is the hamburger, which uh, those are the three lines on top of one another. You click it on ours it's the top right other people have top left so you click it and then it shows you the 23 other links there is a free app which is worth it because of the cost it's free <laughs> so it's worth it see how that works and then we have a couple of links to the books that i've written and uh, i will give a, a shout out to eric he he did say that the first book he really enjoyed it and it was a really tough first book the first thing i wrote uh but it tells you a little bit about my jewish background which we're going to talk about tomorrow on tomorrow's show so kind of to cap off the week three kind of celebration. So I would encourage you to check all th those things out. Uh, also, a place to give, which is this important. <laughs> Hugely important. That's the only way I can say it. It's just big and important for you to do. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemusincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemusincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> we're coming up with names for everyone. And then when it happens, then I can go, bam, this is this, this is this. Because that one, I mean, you can see what it is, but it sounds like somebody fell on their head on a symbol. Like a, a symbol, like on a drum set, like bam, you know, kind of thing. Is that, that's not what it is, is it? I think it is, actually. Actually, oh, that's the one time I get it right. Well, it's oh. probably a rubber band or maybe water. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we are in first job. Oh, wait, read and ramble. Read and ramble. Read and ramble. Sorry, my fault. Read and ramble. Well, I'm ramming, 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 ramming. <laughs> You can just tuck that blin in your pocket, and then you can have it for later. Get it? All right. This is First John chapter 1. We're in verse 5. And this part that I want to tell you is really important. This is about—I'm going to say something that you're going to think, well, I don't know if I got that out of that. That's okay. But here's what I want you to catch. This is so important for you and your relationship with the Lord. I cannot stress—I cannot stress it enough. I cannot make a big enough deal about it. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, and this is the message we have heard from him and announced to you. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Now, just stop. Now, you'd think, 
Yeah, I get it. God's like, no, 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 no. That's just slow down, Sparky. <laughs> Take a step back. John, the elder statesman, the longest living apostle, the dude that hung out with Jesus. This guy's been around for 60 plus years. He wrote the gospel. He's going to write Revelation. He's in his first epistle of three. He's like, this is the message. And then the way he writes it, it's like, this is what I want to say. And it's like, wow, that's like hugely important. It's like, you know something I want to say? This is it. Okay, well, what is that, John? We've heard we've heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Now, you know what that really applies to? You in your relationship with the Lord, thinking that the Lord will bless you other times when you're going through trials, that God has some sneaky motive that he's not telling you about, and he's doing it because of whatever reason. This is darkness, and there is no darkness in God. See, this is a problem that human beings have. There, you know, we give to people motives, and we give to entities. And I'm speaking specifically of the Lord. Motives that don't exist because we think, well, that was really great stuff that just happened. Now I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And the scripture says, the Lord maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. So, no, that doesn't apply. It's not real. But see, this is how people process, because why? Because every time you have a big high or something great that happens, you're like, oh, I'm just waiting for around the corner now. Something's going to smack me. You know, I don't know if you've ever watched that show where they do the obstacle course, uh, those goofy shows, and they do the obstacle course, and the people run the obstacle course, and they don't see the little hole there, and then this punching bag comes out and hits them in the head and knocks them off the track. It's like they didn't see it coming. Bang! And that's what people think God is doing. See, that it's funny on the show, but God does not do that. It's not a, okay, well, I did this. Now I'm going to do this to you. This is, the, this is like the human motive imputing to God the idea that he has darkness somewhere in there, that something evil is coming from God. And when we say evil, we just think, we just couch it in the Christian term bad, and we just go, oh, something bad is coming. I'm not going to say it's evil, but boy, it's evil. And it's like, (laughs) this mentality must be stripped from our minds, okay? God has no darkness. There is nothing in him. He never does one thing in your life with the intent of anything else but it turning out to be you being more Christ-like, you being closer to him. Even when he judges people, he does so that they so they will repent and return to him, not for any other purpose. And any other motive that you impute to God is akin to I'm just going to say it's a kin. I didn't say it was in there, but a kin to a blasphemous type of attitude towards him. Don't think God of darkness at all. He has no darkness. Everything he doesn't allow. That doesn't mean everything he doesn't allow. I love, I know I'm supposed to, but I don't. I'm working on it. But the truth is he has no darkness. The darkness that's imputed to him comes from my own darkness. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. There's nothing hidden, no hidden territory like there is in you and I.
Okay. All right. That's a fair enough line right there. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Here we go. Let me give you an update on Easton Scott. A lot of tough stuff that my daughter and my son-in-law have been going through. Uh, I did send an email out. I don't know if, Julie, if you got the email or not. I did. send it out to everybody. So he was going through 20 and 30 seizures per episode, and they've got that down to a dramatically less amount. But the sad news is that from a medical point of view— uh, Easton does not, it does not appear as, according to the doctors, that he will be able to speak or will be able to care for himself. Uh-huh. And so what the result of that is, is that Julianne and Jared, my son-in-law and my daughter, have recognized that God has put them in a position to be the best parents, to love Easton Scott with all that they can and give them the best life that they can. But while that's going on, they're not going to stop believing that something can change. And the doctors even said... This is territory we don't even know. Right, because this, this is a problem that not very many people have had. So Very few. Everybody is different. Yeah, and, they're, and they're, they have like 230 total cases in the world that they have records on, which is like, so they're like, we don't know. Right. And it's like, so I, I just want to read this one thing my daughter wrote. It's a fantastic. She wrote this, uh, you know, it's not easy to sit there and write a Facebook post that tells all the things you've been going through. And so I'm not going to read everything, but I'm going to read the last paragraph because I thought that was really significant. She wrote, scientifically, Easton does not have much of a chance. His best case scenario is he may possibly be able to walk and say three to five words one day. But God can help him. He's not afraid of impossible odds. And if Easton is healed one day, there will be no question as to where it comes from. It will not be because of therapy. It will not be because of medication or diet. It will be because of God's undeniable healing power. So in the meantime, we choose to raise a hallelujah and trust in God. Ladies and gentlemen, that is faith. Now, the the idea that it's going to be simple and everything's going to be great and they're trying to make pie in the sky, that doesn't exist at all. If you read this, and, and I think Wonder Julie can attest to it, she tells you this is ugly. This, right. This is a not a good situation. It's going to change our lives. He's never going to be able to be unattended. It doesn't look good. And, you know, as a parent, you're heartbroken. They have two other children. They don't want to have any loss in their communication with their kids, but they're going to have to give extra attention. They were going to have a fourth child. They're not sure they're going to do that now. So you got a lot of things in play. But what you can't deny is that my I, I will take I won't take credit, but I'll stand in there as a grandparent and as a parent and say, What a fantastic position of faith that my daughter has grown into. She has made the determination that she will do the best that she can as a human being to give this child the best life she can, and she will not quit hoping. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Well, just, did you hear that squeak? That was from the microphone. Uh, we're going to pray for Ukraine in a minute. And then I want to remind you guys, and I do this on a regular basis, and there's a reason why I do it. It's not for not. It's not for not. 
Okay, that, that's good. Is to keep uh, Jennifer and Chris and Don in prayer on a pretty regular basis. I mean, it's not like their lives are as everything is perfect and peachy keen and there's never a problem. Just like you go through problems and trials and struggles and tribulations, so do they. So make sure to pray for Jen. Uh, Chris, you already know Captain Chris. You just got to be praying for him. Jen is the behind the boards. Without her, nothing runs in the station period. That's the end of it. And Don is the owner. So between the owner, the runner, and the and the program coordinator and director, you got the prayer thing right there. There's three people. Boom. Super easy. Uh, let's do a quick prayer for Ukraine, then we'll get the person on the phone. Is that good? All right. Uh, let's pray. Father, we come before you. We lift up uh, Ukraine to you, the whole situation. We pray every day. We're not going to stop praying. We're not going to stop praying until there's a resolution, and the resolution we're praying for is that your name would be glorified no matter what you have to do from the heavenly point of view, no matter who, how, where, what, we don't. Lord, you're wise. We are not. Please bring peace and let your name be declared glorious in the process. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, we got somebody calling in, and here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Good afternoon. This is Sergio. Hey, Sergio. How you doing? Did you call? Did you call last week? I can't remember. I remember. I know the Thursdays are a good day for you, right? <laughs> uh, well, I'm out and about right now, so cool. I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I can. So I, I might have called. If I did, I might have maybe. I love it when you call in, though. For me, it's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy the interaction. I pray for you on a regular basis. I'm just really proud that the Lord is drawing you in, and we get to be a part of that, and I think that's the cool part. That's awesome. Thank you so much, and it's, and it's reciprocal as well. So I, here's my question. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm reading. I'm, I'm drawing closer to him uh, on a daily basis as much as I can, and I don't know where I'm at, but I'm, I started with the New Testament, and Obviously, you know better than I do. So I, I came across the Good Samaritan um, um, story, uh-huh. and here's my here's my question. So I'm still trying to get my head around. I mean, there was that that guy got assaulted. Yeah, I mean, the guy basically got beat up. Yep, during the time that that Jesus Christ was walking on the earth, and then I start to think, man, I mean, there's always been bad people. I mean, you look, you don't have to turn on the TV. But look at all the sad news, but there was bad people back then, too. I mean, Always. Why did that even happen? Okay, and that's a see, – see why I love you calling in? This is exactly why I love it calling in. So do you want to hang on or do you want to – it's up to you. But, I mean, so you're, yeah, lo- you're looking for the – Let me hang up and listen. Okay. Let me hang up and listen, David. And, again, as always, thank you so much for what you do. I love you, and uh, God bless you, and uh, I'll wait for your, for your answer. Okay. Thank you. You got it. All right. Bye. I want to I wanna take advantage of this because it's such a pop – a popular story, and I want to say a few things because what happens is, uh, you know, th- things get taught in the church a lot, and uh, it's really kind of an amazing element. So when Jesus told the story about the Good Samaritan and the guy's walking down the street, I'll just give you a quick, quick, quick recap. Walks down the street, he gets assaulted, he's left there on the road. The pre- the priest goes by, walks on the other side of the road. What a guy, right? The Levite does the same thing, right? What a guy. The Samaritan comes where in the Jewish culture, Samaritans were thought of like lousy kind of people. And here's the guy that seems to care, that 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 takes care of him, uh, brings him to the place, pays for his uh, wellness, and he even says, hey, if there's any other added expenses, I'll cover those. I, I'm trying to tame him. So, and then Jesus says, which one's pers- 
person's been the true neighbor, and obviously the good Samaritan was the true neighbor. But let me back this up and make sure you understand. First of all, every time your pastor says, this is a well-traveled road, and everybody knows it, and everybody's used to it, it's like, it's not that well-traveled. It's a well-traveled road by saying uh, everybody who goes down there gets assaulted. It's a dangerous road. So you don't just go walking willy about. That's not kind of like the Mandela. So every time they say that, pull that back just a little and go, well, that's not exactly what that's going on. Number two, Jesus is telling a story, so he's not doing a specific on this. He's teaching a principle. And what's the principle that's being taught in the story? There's four things you can pull out of it, and then we'll answer Sergio's question. The first thing is that the most religious people, the most religious people, go on the other side. I'm not touching that. And that's not for me. I didn't even see him. Right. That's that's what it means to walk on the other side of the road like they never came across him. Full hypocrisy, full denial. The Samaritan comes along and is moved, is touched by this. Okay. The thing I want you to understand about Jesus teaching this parable is when people say, well, this person that you've never met, that you've never heard of, you never understand, that's also the your, your true neighbor. That's not true either. That's incorrect. What's correct is anybody that God brings into your universe— is your neighbor. So this Samaritan is walking down the road, right, and comes across the guy that's wounded. Now God has connected them, and that's how that works. That's how you become your neighbor. You're not a neighbor, somebody you never heard of, never thought of, never have any concept or touch. That's just kind of goofy, okay? So we're just, it's practical. But why? Why was it so bad at the time of Jesus? The time of Jesus wasn't the worst time on the earth. The worst time was before the flood, And we know the reason that evil exists is because man rebelled against God in the garden. When when God said, okay, everything's copacetic. You got 99 great things here. This one thing don't touch, and that's the one thing they do. (laughs) They touch the one thing they shouldn't. They rebel against God. Sin enters the world. God mentions that death will enter. People don't understand that the first mention of that death is spiritual death, not physical, and their spiritual relationship with God was severed. Not long after... Without any reason other than sin, Cain kills Abel. Now you have murder on a very you know small population, whatever the population is or isn't, smaller population, somebody's going way out now, trying to cease or stop somebody else from living. Sin has been living in mankind from Adam and Eve and has kept going all the way through and has not ceased, though we have the uh, ability to uh, overcome, it still grows, especially amongst those who are not willing to serve God. So evil gets worse. So the Bible, when the Bible talks about the knowledge uh, of the tree of good and evil, good has gotten better, but evil has gotten worse. So they both grow. Iniquity or sin has been around for the whole time. And if you really want to see how bad it got, it got so bad that in Genesis, God said, that, no, 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 no. Whitewash. Okay, here, I'm going to take a shower and flood everybody out. I like you, Noah. You're cool. Your you're, you're, you're kids, their wives, your wife. We'll keep it with you guys. Everybody else is going bye-bye. I'm flushing them down the toilet. Because the bottom line is man was so evil and the propensity of sin so bad. That they just kept progressing and progressing with no restraint. When Jesus came, there were restraints because we already know God gave witness through Moses, through the law, but 
That restraint had more of a nationalistic approach, and when Jesus came to bring the gospel, he brought it into an individualistic approach because he said the kingdom of God is within you. You can restrain. You don't have to act that way. You don't have to hate people. You don't have to kill people. You don't have to do these things. You're not obligated. But at the time of Jesus, it was just as messy as it was back in the early days and as it is today. And until the trumpet blows, evil will continue to progress. What's heartbreaking is that man has moved even further away from God and now is calling evil good. That's the big problem. Because it's woe unto the people that call light for darkness and darkness for light, good for evil and evil for good. And now we're in such a state that we think if a person is not rebellious against God, there's something wrong with them. If you don't have pride in your position, and it's like, dude, Pride is the one thing you don't want to have when you're dealing with God. What what part of this do you not under what don't you understand that God turned Nebuchadnezzar into a cow because he was prideful? And that now what man's doing is saying, no, no, that's all good. Let's do that. I mean, if you wake up tomorrow and everybody else is a cow, <laughs> I think we understand why. But I hope that answers your question, Sergio. The evil has been there from the beginning. It came about from the rebellion against God, and it has never ceased. It has been positionally crucified, but it has not been practically eradicated yet, which is why when you go back to your old self, you seem to be just as bad as you ever were, if not worse. And so that's why you got to walk in the influence of the Holy Spirit. You walk daily with the Lord, as we talk about daily being connected to him, not allowing your life to be influenced by the world, not allowing your life to be influenced by social media or anything else, and not allowing your life to be influenced by Satan or even by demonic powers. You want your life influenced by Jesus Christ. The world will yet, I hate to say this, but the world will yet see more, even more twisted evil to come between now and the time the trumpet blows, which is why we're all like going, please blow the trumpet, please blow the trumpet. So I hope that helps you understand that the evil has been there all the way from the beginning, from the moment that man said no to God and has just continually grown forward, even in the time of Jesus, even when he's healing people. People in the time of the early apostles, they wanted to remember Simon, that he wanted to buy that power so he could sell it. It's like, how evil is that? Same kind of thing. All stemming from sin. Okay? All right. We'll take our break because we're done, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And uh, you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually having a, a wonderful day. And uh, you know, every once in a while, you get some extra time in with the Lord, and you just think, man, I can't wait to hear that trumpet. <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I just right. can't right. wait. What's going on? Huh? Yeah. You want to know the answer, I, I guess. I do, huh? I do. And so this is a good one. How many times did the boy who Elijah raised from the dead, how many times did he sneeze? Seven. That is correct, sir. You are right. <laughs> a little unknown fact from a lot of people that they might not be aware of is that actually he, uh, so after Elisha stretched himself out, the child sneezed seven times. And then the child opened his eyes, which means that he sneezed those seven times without his eyes open, which is like, wow, that's bizarre. It's like, how huh. do you do that? I, I just thought like, about it that way. Yeah, it's like, how would you do, I mean, how do you, sne- I mean, <clears throat> My eyes go in the back of my head when I sneeze. I just don't know how that uh, Didn't, didn't uh, he lie prostrate across yes, him? Yes, and... correct. That is exactly well, now, what he I, did. I thought, okay, if he was sneezing, was he sneezing in Elijah's face? That's an excellent question. I do not have that answer, but I you have <laughs> well, to have sit to there and the wonder. to find that one out, huh? Yeah, I mean, the prophets <laughs> went through a lot, although it... it <laughs> That could be a tough one. Excellent job, my friend. Excellent, excellent answer. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. All right. All right. God God bless. bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. (laughs) We roll. We roll. That's a great question that he sneezed in his face.